This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to the Double Feature Movie Podcast. I'm Jonathan Roberts, and I'm joined this week by Joanne So, Chief Movie Reviewer of the New Paper. Hello. Hello. It already seems so long ago that the Oscars happened. Can yeah. you remember them? No. No, it's only the start of this week as well. Was it? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Monday morning, remember? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. How did you think it turned out? Were you pleased with what one? Uh, yes and no. You kind of expect an upset, but I didn't expect the Green Book to win it. Uh, I think it's just another case of the most worthy film wins rather than yeah, the best film it's wins. It's so typical. That's why Oscars is so boring nowadays. I don't know. I think the non-host thing worked really yeah, well. Yeah, I think so too. I think you realise just how much you don't actually need it. Just have people turn up and present. Yeah. I think the viewership ran up in the US too. It, well, it needed to, which is good yeah. in a way for them. But I still think they should try and change it up even more. It shows that you can change it up. One of the big winners at the Oscars was, of course, Olivia Colman for The Favourite, which we reviewed last time. Big period drama about British royal family or English royal family. And this week, there's also Mary Queen of Scots. If you need a favourite style period drama fix. Uh, Joanne, you've seen it. What do yeah. you think? Well, I think you have to take everything with a pinch of salt because I don't think the plot that happens in the movie is, is what is, his, is considered a historical fact. But then again, I'm not a historian, so I'm just going by how Shrasa Ronan impressed me. She can do anything, basically, seriously. She's more likely to be playing Mary Queen of Scots or this kind of role than Margot Robbie. How's Margot Robbie in this? Margot Robbie is not too bad, but I don't actually remember much of her because she's either being in a very pain look on a very... I guess it's all that white makeup and red hair because of supposedly smallpox problem that she had. It seems to be a very different take to how Kate Blanchett portrayed Elizabeth I. Yeah, precisely. So after the movie, I actually went to Wikipedia or Google it, and I just... I I didn't realise they were the same people. <laughs> so it's, it's there like... There can only be one. Yeah, Quite literally in this Yes, case. I know, but it's like there's so many... And she's so different. And with the... You know, like, Kate Blanchett's Elizabeth is, like, so heroic, so strong and so wow. And it's like, I don't take anybody's nonsense kind of stuff. But this one, she's, like, hampered by the men around her. And she seems to, I don't know, listen to her, the court more than making her write her own decisions. So overall, is it worth watching? For Ronan only. Margot Robbie's not too bad. But this is not her movie. This it's not often, actually. I don't think that Mary Queen of Scots has had much of a uh, a lead role, should we say. Uh, she's always been seen as the lesser to Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I has always had the, you know, the, yeah, that's right. you know, oh. the virgin queen and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Reminded me of like Braveheart, but the female version without all the gore and violence and everything else. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just that had that feel. But is it worth watching? I think so. I think you should go watch it. But not it's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> okay. Mary Queen of Scots is out now. Yeah. Also out now, and you don't even have to go outside to watch it, <laughs> is our main film for this week, which is Isn't It Romantic? Yeah. Starring Rebel Wilson. And this is on Netflix. Yeah. It, it's not a title that I would want to go watch it. That's something that it's true appeals to you because I mean unless you're a rom-com person which I'm, I don't really like rom-com but and I don't really fancy Rebel Wilson 
either? Well, I saw the trailer for it and it made me want to watch it because it is kind of the anti-rom-com rom-com. Yeah. The Which, premise being is that Rebel Wilson is uh, working as an architect in New York. And then after she's mugged on the subway, she wakes up and she discovers she's in the, the rom-com world where everything is more candy colored and pastel coated. And, you know, people suddenly start dancing in the middle of the streets. It's always burp, and birds chirping behind. Birds chirping. <laughs> All the tropes that you can think of are skewered. Throughout the movie, it stars Rebel Wilson, of course, as the protagonist. It's also got Liam Hemsworth, Adam Devine, and Priyanka Chopra. Joanne, what did you think of Isn't It Romantic? It took me by surprise. I mean, I actually la- I, I actually enjoyed it, and I think I laughed quite a fair bit. <laughs> I enjoyed well, it. Well, you did, because yes. you were watching it behind me, <laughs> and I could hear you giggling away. Yes, that's right. No, it's surprising. It, it's for me. It's like uh, what Enchanted did for Disney fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has that similar kind of yeah. thing. Fish out of water, and let's poke fun at you know these yeah, uh, like cliches de- that are happening. It's like deconstructing all your cliches and everything else, and making fun of it. And yeah. you know, it's it's quite funny, and it's it's nice, interesting to see Rebel wasn't doing something that is not like you know crass and loud and you know she's actually a victim here in a way she does wake up in a very PG-13 world (laughs) which uh, brings some very inventive use of how to get around swearing but yeah she's a bit more muted in this a less annoying turn for Adam Devine as well would we say yeah if you've seen his recent stuff I mean yes he's also annoying because that's why this the movie didn't appeal to me because, first of all, I mean, okay, it's a rom-com. I, th- I, th- I thought of it as a rom-com and then there's Rebel Wilson and then there's Adam Devine. Both very annoying people to me and probably because of, <laughs> I don't know, Pitch Perfect or something. But yeah, so this one turns out to be quite interesting. It's it's very different. It, you, She doesn't play up her, her size that what she always says. She doesn't make fun of herself, you know, like she doesn't fetch yeah. herself, which is different from what she has done before. And Actually, that's a point. She she just is. Yeah, she right? just is. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it's yeah, it's quite different. And it's like you know, it, this is really making fun of all the rom com cliches, which is hilarious. I like it when it's like you know they had this voice suddenly in the middle when she's thinking, and then there's a voiceover of what she's thinking out loud, <laughs> and she's just like you know, and then the whole PG thirteen thing yeah. is quite funny. In fact, there's uh, a gag in here that. Things like uh, that Deadpool movie that came out at Christmas, Once Upon a Deadpool, could have used, which is when she tries <laughs> to swear, suddenly a van starts backing up <laughs> in the background, which covers up all the swear words. Oh, the alarm uh, clock goes off? Yes, yes, the alarm clock. And of course, she can't have sex as well. Yeah, because PG-13. PG-13, so every time she tries to have sex with uh, Liam Hemsworth, it, it just cuts to next morning. <laughs> and they, everyone just wakes up again. And even, I mean, all the, what's that, the makeover montage... Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny. And she then the slow believe. slow-mo running, which is you know what you expect in a rom-com film. And there's quite a lot of other subtle things going on. Like, does she's at a garden party later on? If you watch how the crowd in the background moves, <laughs> there is there's actually there's other jokes in there that I think didn't quite come off. But you watch the way the crowd moves towards them. 
you'll see how it, they kind of populate the background suddenly. Yeah. And of course, people dance in montages yeah. and stuff like Choreograph that. Choreographed dancing. Choreographed dancing. And of course, suddenly when she's doing karaoke, she has three best friend backing singers that yeah. turn up. Yeah, it's a huge amount of fun, really. Uh, Just the ending. I don't. I don't really get the ending. I mean, I don't really enjoy the ending because it's it was it's yeah. such a smart smart thing till the end when she learns the big lesson, and then it's like ah, oh. okay, there was a letdown. Well, down, okay. So. so I mean, so, it seems strange to be doing spoilers for this kind of thing, but spoilers. <laughs> so you know, skip to the end or skip to further on if you're worried about spoilers. It's quite smart. It's good that there's this cynicism towards rom-coms, but at the end, they really scuff the ending. Adam Devine meets Priyanka Chopra along the way, and they suddenly fall in love because that's how it happens in rom-coms. And then you think that Rebel Wilson is going to properly declare her love for Adam Devine and everything's going to be lovely there. But she doesn't. She has this last-minute realisation that she should fall in love with herself. herself. Yes, accept who she is. Accept who she is, yeah. And it... And that was really refreshing. And then she wakes back in the real world and then she goes into the office and she's got a newfound confidence. She's not being pushed over again. She tells people to get back to work, that she's not going to do the coffee for them. She does a killer presentation in a very reminiscent of uh, John Hamm in Mad Men. Almost uh, elegiac, such a spiel that brings a tear to the eye. (laughs) About an underground car park, of all things. And then she declares her love for Adam Devine and they decide to get together. And it's just, wow, what an anticlimax. And then it ended with a musical number. And then it ends with a musical number. No, I don't know if I think I got to the end of it. Unless there's a sudden thing where she's still in a coma or something. (laughs) (laughs) She's not come out of uh, rom-com world. No, she's definitely back in reality because her F-words were not bleeped out. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) That one PG-13 F-word that you're allowed. Uh, But yeah, it it was was a real shame. Otherwise, this could have been the film that 13, my, the hated 13 going on 30 could have been. (laughs) I despise that film. But... Mm, Okay. Oh, I, I shall not say anything because I like Jennifer Garner. Well, yeah, she's good, but, well, not to And it's one of those rare films that you can actually see Andy Serkis as Andy Serkis. It is. It is. But even so, it's a very lazily made film (laughs) that was meant to be made five years earlier because the references of what she was doing when she was 13 are from the early 80s, not Wait, does it have Mark Ruffalo in it? Yes, it does. It's got Mark Ruffalo as the romantic lead. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, back to the... <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I don't know why they scuffed the ending on that. It, it seems a, almost... Okay, it seems very dramatic to call it a betrayal, but it feels like a betrayal of everything they were doing beforehand to suddenly yeah, lapse into that. that. That's what annoys me at the end. It's like, But then you think about it, how are they going to end it? I mean, unless it's... No, they, they should have gone with... She is her own person now. She doesn't particularly need Adam Devine. She is just going to go by herself. I I think that, or maybe it's just a musical number that she could have just said, yeah, why don't we go out sometime and just be, you know, normal about it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. No, it's strange because, and then um, the musical number, and it seems to have a similar colour palette when she was in the 
the dreamy rom-com world. Curious, what I mean. Yeah. Maybe there's a very end scene where, <laughs> you know, post-credits end scene where you know, the, she's still in the hospital bed and the doctor's stood over her. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we've lost her. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. But otherwise, I think it's still worth watching. Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, it's it's quite a fun two-hour show. Yeah. I mean, considering uh, what the other Netflix offerings have been recently, I think I've only, of the Netflix films that have come out, I think I've only actually enjoyed Velvet Buzzsaw, which is worth watching. Uh, everything else has been hugely disappointing and feels like, yeah, straight to DVD. Are there still DVDs? Do they still do it? No, I it's Blu-rays. Oh, there's only Blu-rays now. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was streaming now. That's a, it's kind of a unique thing to Singapore. Well, next week. Next week, there's Captain Marvel. Yay! Oh, yeah. There's Captain Marvel next week, and you've seen it. Yes. And you're not allowed to say anything about no, it. No, I can't. Damn. <laughs> oh, well. And you don't want me to say anything about it anyway, so. Uh, you wouldn't want me to say anything about it until you watch it yourself. Uh, well, that's next week's show. Yes, next week we shall be reviewing Captain Marvel. Endgame is next month. And April. So... Once you watch Captain Marvel, you really don't have a long to wait. Yes. But anyway, more of that next week. In the meantime, thank you for joining me, Joanne. You're welcome. And for those of you listening on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, do rate and review us. Drop us a line at podcast at sph.com.sg. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time to download us. We do appreciate it. So many podcasts out there. It's wonderful that you have chosen us. Do join us again for our double feature but now, goodbye. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.